Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever we are catching you, whichever time zone you are in. Thank you for joining us for the She So Out of Order podcast, where we discuss learning to push through your flaws and imperfection rather than hiding them in the dark. In this podcast, we learn how to confront, heal, and deal with our issues as a community. We are controversial, funny, safe in that order. In this episode, we are the punk behind parents. We will discuss the new day versus old school parenting style and trying to discover which one really has been the most effective. I am again, this is your co-host. I mean, not co-host, this is your founder, my bad, and other host, Eureka the Truth. I am excited as always, um, because every time that you know God can bless me to wake up you know, to do this and do whatever else I do. I'm so, I'm so grateful for that, but I, I'm really excited to do this episode right here. And I made sure that I went and got somebody good for you all today. He has been on my show twice. So, you know, he's not going to give nothing but the truth, but he also going to make sure that he's giving it in a way that's going to honor God first and foremost. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and just bring this brother up. Uh, the, the street pastor himself, Mr. Isaiah Haynes. Go ahead and talk to us, brother. How you doing today? Doing good. Bless, bless, bless. Can't complain. Glad to be on the show for the third time. Um, as she mentioned, Eureka mentioned, I am Isaiah Hayes. Most of y'all know me from Bethune Cookman as Ike. Or, you know, I had several nicknames, but most people know me as Ike. Uh, I got my name on here, Coach Isaiah, today. That's what I'm known for at the school because I am a physical education health teacher. I teach uh, K through 12th grade. Um, I'm a father of two, married man, been married now for nine years, been with my wife for 10 years. We both met at Bethune-Cookman University. Uh, man of God, before I am anything, and I totally stand and uh, base all my beliefs on the word of God. So that's a little bit about me. All right, man, definitely sound good. I mean, you know, we, in these days and time, we get a lot of wolves and sheep clothes, but this brother right here is real. Um, for those of us that definitely that went to Bethune-Cookman is from the Miami area, we definitely, we saw this this brother right here go from a pup to a man. And where, where God has delivered him and brought him from is it, just amazing, you know? So I'm just hoping that, you know, a lot of people that as I hear, you know, in these streets and doing the stuff that they're doing, that they take a step back and say, you know what, hey, if God can do it for I, he can do it for me. Um, and so, I mean, I'm just praying um, constantly for you that God continue to just um, build your light and that it shines and you'll be able to be just whatever God wants you to be, to be able to help so many young men, even young ladies as well, to be able to to follow after God with everything in their heart. So just thank you for what you're doing, that you've been, you know, upstanding this, the blood banner for God. Amen. Thank you. No problem. So we're gonna go ahead and um and just get on into this. Uh man, this 
Lord Jesus Christ. I, these these kids these days here, Lord, they, they really may I think I got about probably about 10 extra gray hair dealing with these kids here. So I already know you know what I'm talking about because you right there in the school system. So you you get a chance to see firsthand about yeah. how these kids is, how these parents is, and everything. So I definitely wanted to to do this show with you because you understand the old school and the new school. So I, I definitely wanted to, um, first, before I ask the first question, I want to shout out um, Sasha Holmes. She was my former co-host, um, Gwen and um, Kayla. Um, they was on Facebook and they was um, going back and forth on a post um, about this. And I said, you know what? I, I can't sit still anymore. I got to um, get a show together about this. Um, and then if y'all wonder where I get the title from, if y'all watch fan of Bernie Mac, and when he was on the Kings of Comedy and he was talking about the parenting and stuff, and he was like, you know, it ain't the kids, it's us. We the punk behind parents. So that's where I got the title from. Um, so my very first question to you, Ike, is this. I saw this post and it says, give your kids the right to tell you when something you are doing is hurting them without being defensive and dismissive. What do you think of that? Well, I think that's true, you know. I think that's true because you never, you never want to dismiss your kid. You want to, uh, you want to hear what they go through. You want to hear all the problems that they're facing, you know, cause dismissing a child and he, they may have something very important to tell you. And by you dismissing them and not want to hear it because you're stuck in your ways, you know, I think that could hurt a child, um, even more. So it's, it's very important to, to listen and not always you know, feel like on oh, a parent, what I say is what go, you know, because dealing with kids in the school, I understand that there's a lot of kids that have parents that, that are not there and they don't have nobody to listen to. I mean, don't have nobody to talk to. So I think that's kind of true. You know, you never want to uh, have your kids to the point to where they feel like they can't come talk to you about something. You never want to do that. Because if they don't come talk to you about it, they're going to talk to the wrong people about it and get the wrong advice and go out there and do something that they probably shouldn't be doing. So you should never dismiss them when, you know, they want to talk about something or disagree with you on something. You should hear it out. That goes for anything in life. Just hear the person out, you know? Yeah. I mean, but you know what? I'm glad that uh, you said that because I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw the post, my brain didn't, my brain went there a little bit, but it went to that old school mentality. And yeah. what I mean by that is this. When I look at these kids in these days and time, I think they're doing a little bit too much of that. Yeah. And, you know, what I mean by that is, okay, um, Johnny is going to go and go to this, this party where a bunch of people is drinking and smoking and doing all of that. And I say, Lil Reese, no, nah, you can't go over there. You know, that ain't that ain't safe. I, no, I don't want you hanging around, Lil Johnny. That ain't that ain't right. And then the first thing they want to do is you running my life. I want to die. I don't like this. Do, 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 do. That's hurting me. You're not letting me do be free. So I so to me, I'm just like, at what extent do we allow them to be able to express what they got going on? And what and what level do we say? Nah, we got to be the parents here. You know what I say? It has to go because then when it's all said and done, if something happened to you, 
I'm going to be the one going to have to answer to the authorities about it. So what extent do you think that that needs to not be? Yeah, I get what you're saying. It has to be to the, uh, I get what you're saying about, see, you already messed up as a parent, probably if your child even talking back to you like that. Oh, you ruined my life. You don't want me to have no fun. You somewhere down the line, you slipped up between from when they was born. You didn't, you didn't uh, discipline them. My kids right now, two years old, my five-year-old, they already know not to, you know, talk back to daddy. I mean, they're young. He might say little slick things, but if he do, I'm nipping it in the bud right away. So you can't, somewhere down the line, I feel like parents have probably dropped the ball somewhere. And when that kid get 10, 11, 12 years old, they, oh, you ruining my life. I'm going to kill myself. I'm, man, when we was growing up, we didn't, we wouldn't even talk to our parents like that. We wouldn't even say nothing like that to our parents because we already knew from the jump, man. And we was getting we was getting disciplined at the, at an early age. Yep. So a lot of these parents now, they're waiting too late to start trying to discipline their kids. I know somebody right now, their child uh, is up in age, but been telling this person for years, you know, hey, correct that, correct that behavior, correct that right now. Why they two years old? Correct that. Why they four years old? They didn't correct that. Now this person is up in age, talking back, doing what they want to do. I told you to correct that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, so I get what you're saying about the old school way because there has to be some type of level of, you know, I understand you You want to go to your friend's house and this and that, but you still going to respect me as your parent. You still going to respect me as your mom. You still going to respect me as your dad and not talk to me the way you just talked to me. Yep. I definitely, I definitely I understand what you. That. I understand what you're saying. And, uh, you know, the crazy part, just to kind of piggyback back on that, um, you know, so many of y'all have heard me say that, you know, my second job, my first job, I, you know, worked for D.C. government. My second one, I am a uh, mobile crisis here in the Northern Virginia area and I do crisis calls. So literally I get called when I'm on call. I get calls all the time <clears throat> by parents saying I need you all to come out. My child is is um. Is, is, is unruly and being belligerent and hitting me and refusing to go to school. And so, you know, why are you getting the information due to referral? Man, these kids five and six years old talking yeah. about this, that he hitting me and I don't know what to do. He's attacked. Like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? I, I tell you what to do. Take that belt out. Take that board out of that belt or whatever you can find. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Right. I mean, I'm telling you all the way up 15, 16, these parents be scared of their kids talking about, I, I can't go back to my house because I don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, in my mind is I'm, I'm like you, I want to tell them like, well, I can tell you what to do. I can tell you a few things to do, but then you got to go in there and I'm sitting in there like, honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't even believe half of the bull crap that come out of my mouth when I'm in there talking to these parents, because when it's all said and done, you all are part of the problem. When yep. this stuff happened first, like you just said, they didn't nip it in the bud. Like you ever seen some of these younger parent kids cussing, everybody laugh. Ooh, look at this. Yep. No, pop that, pop him, pop her. And it's now true. let me let me give this public service announcement. Myself and Ike both, we do not condone abuse, child abuse. We are not. For that, we are both our mandate reporters and we will snitch on your behind if you are abusing 
your children. So you might hear us say some stuff and, you know, that normal black slang and, you know, I'm going to knock the sonic rings out you and all of that. We don't really mean, we don't want y'all to do that. We're just saying, you know, we just talking here. So please don't talk all the authority on us. We ain't about that. So that's my purpose of service now. So. Right, right. But yeah, they 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 definitely they they it's it's ridiculous the amount of calls that we get. Like, you know, and it's always I'm trying to kill myself. And the, and some of these kids are really be trying to do it just because their parents told them they gotta get off their tablet. Like right. what? It is it's mind blowing. But you know, I, I, we can go all day talking about that, but we're gonna yeah. go into the, the next one. What <clears throat> would you consider to be your parenting style? Well, my parenting style, I'm old school, you know. I'm old school and I'm Bible, you know, so I do everything I do based off the word of God. You know, the word of God tells us it's spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 13, 24, if you spare the rod, you hated your son. You know, I have two sons. So the Bible tells us if, us if you spare the rod, you hate your child. If you don't, not saying, uh, uh, if you don't correct your child, you hate them. So my parenting style is strictly based off what the word of God tells me. And it's strictly based off uh, the old school way, how I grew up, you know, manners and um, um, correcting a child when they do something wrong at an early age. So when they get older, they know better. Like the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he get older, he would not depart from it. So. I just follow the Bible in its entirety when it comes to raising my children and my parenting style. Okay, definitely. So you kind of sort of like went into the next two questions, but I'm going to ask them to you anyways, just so that you can just elaborate just a little bit more on it. Um, so that, that second question, well, the third question is, what led to your specific style of parenting and did your upbringing impact your parenting style? <clears throat> what led me to my specific style of parenting is, you know, my upbringing, you know, and my upbringing did impact my parenting. Now, I've been through a lot. You know, my life is like a book. I need to start writing that book. But um, <clears throat> the parenting style that I, um, what led me to my specific parenting style is my upbringing, the way I was brought up. You know, I was brought up in church. You know, I've been I've, I've been in church all my life. You know, uh, we went to church every day. My uncle was the pastor and my other uncle was the deacon. So my uncle opened the church and we was in there before everybody else got in there. I'm talking about every single day we was in church. And um, and I saw how they raised us up under that old school way, you know, holiness, church, uh, fear God, you know, reverence God, respect God, respect your parents. Um, Love, respect your elders. Um, so my upbr my upbringing affects my parenting style now because I see that the old way is better. You know, I see that uh, the way they taught us how to respect our elders. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Um, I see that. I see how that impacted my life in a positive way, you know. Still to this day, I'll say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, I teach my sons to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. I teach my sons that. So growing up under that old school way, you know, I do the same thing with my kids. When grown people talking, you don't be in grown folks' business. 
When Amen. somebody's talking, you say, excuse me, if you need to say something. When grown people are talking, you leave the room. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that, that old school way, you know, it's, it's, I feel it's the best way. Now, people could do what they want to do. People could raise their kids how they want to raise them. But you can see this new style of parenting and this new style of anything is not working nowadays. We need to get back to those old um, big mama ways. Oh, and that's yeah. the problem. We don't have those big mamas no more. You not know, at all. Grandmothers is in their 30s now. That's what I was going to say. If we do have a big mama. She's 30 years old. She's smoking dope with her grandkids. She's <laughs> twerking on TikTok and all that with her grandkids. Yep. So we need to bring that old school way back. You know, I saw how it how it um, impacted my life in a positive way and how it's still impacting my life. You know, I go to work every day. My principal's like, man, you're so respectful. Like, people always felt like People always felt and thought I was in the military because of my mannerism. You know, I have to tell people I never, I never was in the military. Then why are you always saying yes, sir, no, sir? Why you, you know, why you are the way you are? I say it's because of my upbringing, my old school upbringing. Like I come up under that old school era. Yeah. You know, it was, it was you had to say that. Yes, it you did. Know? People are like, oh, well, they made y'all say that and this and that. But listen, man, it, it was nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with. Saying yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Not so at all. That's my specific style of parenting, and my upbringing um, had a, has a lot to do with the way I parent now because I see that it, it made me the man I am today, successful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with everything um, that you that you said. I mean, you know, without a shot of a doubt, um, we wasn't perfect. You know, mm. I mean, Jesus, I didn't have my little couple of run-ins being down at DJJ, you know, and all this other stuff. I, I done did some things, some stuff I probably can't even talk about still to this day, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's not how my grandmother raised me. But yeah. one thing that I can say that is different from um, that this generation here versus our generation is that whatever dirt we did, we did it down the street and around the corner. Yeah. And we tried to do everything we could to make sure that it did not come back on our doorstep. You're like, you know, I remember being when I, I went to Miami Northwestern and we would find out some of our teachers first name. And jokingly, we were like, man, when we get out of here, we gonna, you know, we gonna call y'all. We're gonna be like Ivanka, you know, uh, um, Yolanda, all this crazy. Angie, we was like, we're gonna do all that. But the crazy part, when we see those teachers now, and we're in our 30s. Like, I'm 35 years old. First thing you're doing, yes, hey, how you me. doing, Miss Richardson? How you doing, yes. Miss Fields? Still with respect. Like, my senior year, one of my, my science teachers, she was 22 years old. 22. And yes. we 18, 17 years old. So she ain't that much for Still, hey, Miss Miss Smith, how, how you doing yes. today? You good? Okay. We showed that respect. Now, yes. these kids have none of that. I remember working at this, this summer camp a couple of years ago when I, you know, first moved to, um, to DC and all, I saw all these kids, they had to be about, you know, 12, 13, 14. They addressed all of us by our first name. I yeah. had to stop it with me. Cause I'm like, it's not the fact of, cause my, it's, it's the fact that you need to ask me, Hey, do you want me to call you miss such and such? Or what, what, what do you want me to call you? Right. They were just straight up Larry, Derek, Eureka. Hold on now. Baby, yeah. I'm old enough to be your mama. Put yeah. some, as words, what Birdman say, put some respect on my name. And yeah. it's just crazy. And then some of it where their parents was right there and didn't even correct it. 
I, I just don't understand a lot of these. And, you know, and I was talking to um, one of them on Facebook and they was like, you know, I want my kid to respect me and not fear me. I don't personally believe that we feared our parents when we were younger, when they was doing the discipline with us, but we definitely respected them. And the right. only fear that we had was that fear that it was going to be consequences. And that right. needs to be because that follows you into adulthood that right. if you do something crazy, it's going to be consequences. And that's what you need to be fearing, not the person, the consequences that can mess up your life. Yeah, you're right. Like you said, we wasn't perfect, but we did stuff when we was younger that even even up under that old school upbringing. We're not going to sit here and act like we didn't do anything and this and that. We still did things even under that um, old school upbringing. But we knew, though, you, at least our parents taught us, you know, we knew better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they taught us, they brought us up, they brought us up under the fear and admiration of the Lord. So yeah. even when we got older, like the Bible say, you train them up and train up a child in the way it should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. Even if we did stray away or do some things we know we shouldn't do, we still had those values and that yeah. and that that uh that word of God yeah. deep down inside of us. We was able to was, bring it back. We was able to bring that, it back. Exactly. Yeah. There were some things, you know, and I tell people all the time, I was one of the chiefest of sinners. But there were some things, you know, that from growing up in church all my life, like apostle preached one time, he said, church ruined me from the world. You know, there was some things, even though I did some crazy stuff, but there was still some things that I just would not do because I remember that upbringing that I had. Yeah. You know, that Definitely. upbringing. And I did some crazy stuff, but there was some stuff that I was like, nah, I ain't going that far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You knew how to show your behind until yeah. the cops came. Yeah. That was I ain't going that far because of that upbringing. You, you still remember that, that upbringing that you had, you know? Yeah. Was like no adults and none of that stuff like not at all never never cursing in front of them and then i have been out to home visits where i'm doing a session and i bring in the parents and the kids sitting there and they and they cursing yeah i'm and i they, i ain't talking about they saying like damn or ass or something you can find in the bible no they going with the full f-bombs and everything and so i'm looking at the parents because at this point in time I'm looking like, okay, do I need to just walk out the door for a second while you handle this situation? And they just continue to keep talking like they ain't heard nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna do nothing. They scared or they, they condone it, you know? It's just mind blowing. Also, another thing that I see that is, I see now more, I wouldn't say with those people that is, oh, let me get a good age group. Uh, I'm gonna say 96 on down to now, what we got going on now. You know, there was a time when we were young that you know we'll be out with our friends or whatever as a group of us and we might be standing around probably cursing you know, i'm not gonna say none of us didn't curse when we were young we did you know but if an older person or adult walked up on be behind us it's a possibility the person was cursing probably didn't see them but it'd be yeah. somebody in the group would hit you pop man that old lady back there that old man back there yeah. first yeah. thing we'll do turn around ma'am sir i'm so sorry i didn't see you back there please forgive me you know, and they would they would look at us and be like it's okay, but we would show that respect even with the with guys with their pants below their butt. You know, yeah. anytime I would be out with my grandmother, guy, you know, got his pants below his butt. If he stopped right there in front of my grandmother, he'd stop pull his pants up. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And yeah. and then either sometimes the the old school they would say something to him like, hey, don't be cursing, yeah. hey, don't be doing this right here. But now you say that to these kids, man, they're gonna turn around and cuss you out. Then we'll say, yes, ma'am, I'm sorry, you right. And keep yeah. it moving. There's no type yeah. of discipline. They're gonna turn around and kill you. 
Oh, yeah. Pull a gun out their purse. <laughs> yeah, you you will be so lucky now to get cussed out. Yeah, they want to kill yeah. you and fight you, and then everybody's standing around recording it like it's funny. Yeah, the young boys pull a gun out their purse, but like I was gonna say, that's a whole another topic there. <laughs> yeah, they, they throw gangster, but they got purses, man, with guns in them, man. I don't understand this generation, man. Yeah, not at all, and this extra extra tight pants on. Yeah, but like weird. you said, that's a that's another conversation. Yeah. Uh, so. My, I would say this to you. Now, I know your boys is kind of young, but I, I feel that you can still relate to this in reference to you still have nieces and nephews and you are a coach. So you are, and you have your own mentoring um, program. So you are around a lot of kids. Would you say that your specific style of parenting has been ridiculed by other people? Some people like it, some people don't. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of good things, you know, probably from people that was brought up under old school way, but then, I, you know, you have people that uh, with this new age junk, uh, they'll try to ridicule you. Oh, don't be too hard. I tell people all the time, especially in this day and time, there's no such thing as being too hard on kids, especially in this day and time where they got all these influences, you know, especially little, little boys. There's no such thing as being hard on them. So <clears throat> I've got ridiculed, you know, certain things and, <clears throat> you know, this new age people there, this new stuff they got going on there, tell you, oh, the way our parents did us, we shouldn't do that nowadays because science tells us and research tells us this. Okay, the same science that's telling men that they can have babies and men can have period, you want me to listen to that? <laughs> yeah, so you want me to listen to the same science that's telling y'all that about me raising my kids no nah, it's not gonna happen so i've been ridiculed but i don't pay people no attention until you pay these bills until you uh uh take care of my kids you have no say so what goes on in my house amen you know and um you know that's the, one of the things that you said earlier um is that you know you respect how other people want to raise their kids you know exactly. so you know definitely so that's vice versa because i mean i'm not going to sit here and say I probably haven't ridiculed some um, parents about how they parent their kids because I'm, I'm yeah. not going to lie, I'm guilty of that. You know, and, and rightfully so, you know, I know why I'm doing it because yeah. I'm watching your child act the fool and you're not doing anything. Like I remember yeah. was at uh, one of my schools, uh, Ketchum Elementary here in Washington, D.C., Southeast. And this child, this girl, when I said she had a horrible, I mean, behavior was just ugh, filthy. She would cuss. You know, walk up on the teacher, try to fight them, everything. The mom get there, good thing is she finna, you know, she gonna do something. She gonna be cooperative. No, she gonna tell her child in front of the principal, teachers and everything, you ain't gotta respect nobody here. You can say what you want. If you don't like something, you say it and you ain't got no problems with me. And so, you know, it's it's me, I'm sitting out there, the security guard, the principal, the teacher, child and the mama, and I'm looking at this principal like, okay, so at what point do you tell this mama, take your child home, she's suspended, and then right. you go back to that office and start working on the papers to get her up out to the school? Because right. if you're doing that, then you, that is pretty much going to be influencing other children to feel that they can do that. Now, you got uh, something on your hand where this teacher can't even effectively teach her class because now she got every kid up in there being rude and disrespectful. And I think a lot of times these parents don't realize that. Yeah. Ooh, Lord. Okay. Uh, my next question for you is, 
and again, I know it's kind of hard to answer that for you, but I'm going to still actually just answer it in a holistic way. Um, has your relationship with your child slash children benefit from the way that you are parenting? And go ahead and add in your, your, your nieces and nephews and the kids that you coach. Has your relationship with your child benefited, benefited from your parenting decision? Yes. Yeah, man, you know, me, my, my son, he's five, so he understands we got a great relationship. My two-year-old, you know, he's still getting there, man. Ezekiel, y'all pray for Ezekiel. He's a little wild or something. But my nieces and nephews, you know, the way I parent, you know, we have a great relationship. You know, they know that they know. Like, if, if my nieces and nephews uh, don't, yes, sir, no, sir, nobody else, this the uncle they're going to do it to because they already know. I set that foundation. I laid that law down. This how you're going to respect every adult but you're gonna definitely respect me <laughs> you know so it has benefited in a good way you know my kids i have good children you know i have good nieces and nephews you know so we have a great relationship definitely definitely that's the great I, the, the upbringing that the the way i you know raise them up you know it's benefited a a a, a good deal right now you know my with my five-year-old you go into the schools all the teachers tell them Tell me and my wife, you know, he's very smart. He's very well-mannered, you know. So I think I'm doing a pretty good job, me and my wife, at raising up our children um, the Bible way. Yes, definitely. You know, a lot of people, you know, one thing I think that I don't hear a lot of parents say now, but our parents and grandparents said it a lot. When you leave out of this house, you're a reflection upon me. Exactly. You know, and um, you don't hear parents say that anymore. Like, yeah, I haven't yeah, heard yeah. that said in a long, long time. I ain't heard that till just now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a shame. How long you been in uh, been a school teacher to coach? Yeah, I've been teaching, coaching. I've been dealing with kids for over 20 years now. Yeah. Hey, I was hey. dealing with kids. When I was, I was still like 18 years old dealing with kids. I was coming down from Cookman over the summer doing summer camps and coaching and stuff like that. So. I'm 36 now. I've been dealing with kids for a long time. Yeah, so th that's a, that's quite a shame that you haven't heard that terminology in that long. It, but you know, that's 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 what the game is. So I'm 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 gonna kind of jump in our generation because honestly, it, it might be the generation before us, but I can't speak to that. I've only just seen stuff just from our generation. So, do you believe with how our generation is parenting our kids? that we are making our kids weak and not prepared for the real world. Yeah. <clears throat> They're not making them weak. These kids are already weak. <laughs> They're already weak, man. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, listen, when we was growing up, uh, your mama tell you to go outside, you'd be out there all day. It'd be 100 degrees outside. Your mama would go to the store, leave you and your siblings in the car, and it'd be 100 degrees outside. Ain't nobody dying in that car. <laughs> you in the car nowadays, two minutes later, you come out, they dead. They weak. <laughs> they, ain't, they ain't built like us. You used to drink out the water holes. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't come inside. Your mama might make you a hot dog or a peanut butter jelly sandwich. You come inside, get some lunch. Uh, well, you, you, you stand at the door and they give you that hot dog. And you go right back outside, drink out that water hose. So, oh, it's, yeah. This, um, this new generation of parenting, you know, they're already weak. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not, man, let, like, like I say, man, it's a difference between taking care of children and raising children. 
taking care of children is just buying them clothes, shoes, giving them money. Raising children is uh, teaching kids right from wrong. You know, teaching them the word of God, teaching them how to be productive citizens when they grow up. That's raising kids. Yeah. See, a lot of parents nowadays are just taking care of kids, buying them Jordans, buying them shoes, buying them this and that, not instilling no type of values or morals into them. So we have this generation, we have raised up a group of weak individuals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't even say nothing to these kids nowadays without one of them having a mental meltdown. Yeah. Or wanting to go kill themselves or wanting to go shoot up a school or or, 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 or kill somebody. Yeah. They weak. Yeah. Somebody dropped the ball down the line. And you got to look back at past generations too. So what made this generation act the way we're acting? Somebody dropped the ball in the last generation. Somebody didn't stick to those old school values, those old school ways. Somebody ain't sticking to the word of God, really. Yeah. Because if we was all on page and sticking to the word of God, none of this stuff would be going on. I definitely agree with that 110%. Like, no arguments here. Because, I mean, like you just said, you know, now these kids, now all they want to do is being in the house, watching TV, playing on YouTube, TikTok, and all that. And first off, as a parent, you don't even know what your child is watching. You don't know what they got in their phone because one, they got locks on the phone. You paying the bill, but they got locks on the phone. You ain't even checking the phones to seeing what, what is happening with your child. You know, it's like, you know, make these kids go outside, man. We, it was a punishment for us, for you to tell us we couldn't go outside. And then if you know, like he was talking about with the water hole thing, Man, we reason why we had to drink up underneath out of the water hole because if we kept going in out the door, your mama be like, Listen, you come back in here one more time, you're gonna stay in. And we'd be like, Oh no. And so we go and duck our head under that water hole and be done with it. Now, no. And just like he was just talking about, and I'm sure he could speak to this more as a coach. Um, you can't say, like he said, you can't say nothing to these kids. It's no type of discipline. You out there making them run extra laps or having them to do push-ups or getting on them about slipping and not doing the stuff that they're supposed to be doing. And then the first thing they do, they want to quit. They want to go back and run and tell they, they mom and their dad, oh, my, oh, coach is being mean to me, making me do this, making me do that. And then here come the parent down there fussing and going off and getting angry about someone trying to instill some type of discipline into your child. And this crazy part is, I mean, a lot of y'all are just not doing it at home. You're not giving your child no discipline. So they feel entitled. They want everything to be handed to them. They don't want to work for nothing. You don't say nothing to them. And like he said, we definitely have dropped the ball. We were so upset about those whoopings that we got, not realizing that whooping and that discipline that we received made us to where we are. A lot of us are successful right now because of what our parents did. And here you yeah. over here changing it. Exactly. And and you and these kids are not. These kids are dying at a higher rate than us. Their yeah. discipline level is 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 way below the ground. You yeah. know, mental health is running rapid now. And granted, we had mental health back then too. And of course, we already know how the stigma is about mental health in yeah. African American and minority community. But I don't recall, you know, being 5, 6, 10, 15, whatever you're talking about, I want to kill myself. At I don't all. recall all that at all. Like, even if you was getting bullied, you knew you're you going to accept this until you we, couldn't take it no more and you're going to beat them up. Well, we fight. We fought bullies. We went all that. I'm, I'm crying and all that. We Bully get beat up. That's how That's we, it. That's how it was. 
but when, when I want you to, I got my son here, right? He's five years old. And um, with Elijah, get, not, sh- sh- uh, I was, like I always say, it's like I always tell people, 90% of these children's problems nowadays are their parents. The other percent is, the other 10% is just children being children. You know, 90% of their problems is the parents. When you're in the school system, uh, kid do something, you call home, tell your parent, parent come out there, cuss you out. You know what I'm saying? So 10% is just kids doing what kids do. I don't fault kids all the time for doing certain things. Now, common sense things, yeah. But certain things kids do, you know, I be, I understand because I did it. I was young. But a lot of times, most of the time, it's parents' fault. But I have my five-year-old son here. Hold on, Elijah. I want y'all to hear something really quick. And this is not rehearsed. This is something me and him, Elijah, come here. Come here. This is something me and him do every night. I anoint my son's head every night, and we pray together every night. I teach my kid Bible verses. He's only five years old. Now, I'm going to I'm going to point out some Bible verses and tell him to say it to you all. All right, here he goes right here. Elijah, what's John 3.16? John 3.16. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16. That's John 3, 16, right? Yes. What is uh, Matthew 4 and 4? Man should not live for by bread but by every word that is out the mouth of God. Okay. What is Philippians 4 and 13? Philippians 4 and 13. I can? I can do all things to Christ and serve Oh, how do you pray? What do you say your prayer at night, our Father? Our Father, our heaven, have been me, that kingdom, it will be done on earth as in heaven. To give our day, our day bread. Talk right. Stop talking like that. Talk right. Leave us not into temptation, but deliver us all evil. That's the kingdom. Have glory forever. Amen. What's Genesis 1 and 1? Genesis 1 and 1. At the beginning, God created the, the heaven, earth the heaven this, and the earth the heaven and the earth good job son all right go back with mommy okay daddy come see that i teach my son the now word that, of God. that is beautiful first off i i wasn't even expecting that so he took me left with that right there but that <laughs> that was definitely beautiful to to hear right there man we definitely need more more of that man like jesus you about to make me cry don't do that to me now you know i'm a thug i can't go down like that <laughs> We could have kept going, you know. I, I I teach my son, you know, the word of God. I teach, I pray with my son. He knows how to pray. Everything, man. It just it's all about good parenting, and we need to get back to that, you know, because a lot of these kids out here, man. To be honest with you, a lot of them just don't have nobody. A lot of them won't act the way they're acting if they had role models. I was in class talking because I teach PE and I teach health, but I also teach another class. They just got me teaching this year. It's called career, personal, and school development. So basically, they want me to get these children ready for, you know, careers, personal goals, talk about personal things, um, college life, and stuff like that. And I was talking to them about fathers. And um, these two young men who said this, they tend to act out at times. And I was saying something about fathers. I was like, you know, sometimes 
children act out because they're missing their father, they're missing their mother, you know, they're they missing that presence of a father. And those two young, young men in the back, they was like, yep, I miss my dad, you know, you know, that's why I act out sometimes, you know, I'd be like, why my daddy left me? Or, you know, I seen my daddy selling drugs to people. You know what I'm saying? So I told them two young men, you know, don't worry about that. I ain't had no daddy. And if you need a daddy, I'm here for you. I'll be your daddy. I'll step into that place, be that role model for, for you, take the place of, you know, the father figure that you're missing. So a lot of these kids just need that, 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 that male, that godly male role model. That's why I have that organization called Building Godly Men. Because a lot of these children won't act the way they're acting if they had those strong male figures in their life. So I know I'm all off topic. Go ahead, sis. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. You right, you topic, right where you need to. No, you right where you need to be at. I mean, because honestly, what you just said is true. I mean, let's just go back to when we were younger again. Um, you know, I didn't grow up with a mom or, or, or a dad or anything like that in my life, you know, and so it was a lot of stuff that I didn't get, you know, and all I wanted was, you know, that love, affection and attention and everything that I needed to receive from those who, you know, gave birth to me. Um, but, you know, God did bless for me to get a lot of, you know, my teachers like the, the Miss Dixons, Miss White, um, Abby, Miss Jackson and all of them um, who kind of took me up on a day wing, you know, and. Like you said, that's a, what a lot of these kids need, man. They they need you to, because them teachers there, they were hard on me. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. Like I met my teacher, Miss Richardson, Lord. She put me out her class one day. I came in there, I wasn't even being disruptive. I was just, I said, I ain't feel like doing no work. I had the highest grade point average in the class. So I didn't need to do that. I was taking a break. Yeah. She was like, oh, so you you ain't gonna do no work? Okay, come on, get put me out. You talk about that. Angie Richardson? Yes, you that was. No, she passed away. No, when I just spoke with her. If you talking who I'm talking, she passed away probably about three, four months ago. I just spoke with her like in May. Well, yeah, that is three, four months. Oh, because Dewey, Dewey went to the funeral. She used to go. She used to be a member of my the church I used to go to. Very sweet lady, man. Nice lady. She used to oh, wear glasses, right? Kind of yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. She cut her hair. Angie Richardson. Yeah, she passed oh, away. Oh my sweet god. Lady. Okay, yeah. now, now he just really just threw me off now with yeah, that one man. right there. Dewey, Dewey went to the front of him. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. But she she put me out her class. And so, yeah. you know, I'm a freshman, so I don't know how to skip yet. So I, I ain't know what to do. So like 10 minutes later, I came back in and did my work. You know, right. and she pulled me to the side. She said, you, you know why? And I was like, Miss Rich, why you put me out? You never put those other guys out, you know, when they're not doing their work. And she said, I put you out because... It's something in you, something special about right. you. It's something great about you. And right. literally a couple of years ago, I want to say 2020, 20, I graduated with my master's and I called up and I invited her to uh, my graduation. She wasn't able to come, you know, because she was having some health issues and the whole COVID thing, you yeah. know, but she cried on the phone talking to me. And she was just mm. like, you know, this is why I pushed you so hard. You know, this is why I became an educator, just to be able to see you all grow up and do something and be successful in life. And so, you know, and I, and I appreciated her for that. Her putting me out of that classroom. Yeah. You know, I ain't never had no issues like that before. Ain't no other teacher ever had to put me out or anything. That discipline. And that's what you need. That's what you need. Yep. Um. So my, my next question to you is this. Why do you think our generation decided to turn from that old school parenting when most of us have became successful because of it? 
Well, you hear a lot of people say, I ain't going to raise my kids like they raised me and uh, beating them and uh, uh, taking them to church and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, what made our generation turn from that style? I don't know, man. It's just like I said, a lot of people out here saying that, saying they just say, I'm not, I didn't want to raise my kids like I was raised. We can't go nowhere. We can't do this. We that, that, that. Especially if you was raised up in a church home, in a holiness church home. You know, we couldn't do a lot of things. We, you, you know, you couldn't watch certain things on TV. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't do none of that stuff. So a lot of people feel like I, I just don't want to raise my kids how I was raised. I felt like I was in bondage or I was trapped. You know, but I thank God for the way I was raised. I thank God for not being able to watch certain things and go certain places, be around certain people's house. Because at the end of the day, we thought our parents was being hard on us. But at the end of the day, they was protecting you from something that you didn't see at a young age. They was protecting you from that person. You might have went and spun a night at your friend's house and the daddy a, a, a molester or something like that. They might have was protecting you from watching something on TV and it get down in your spirit because you done saw it now. Now you lusting after women and men and things like that. They might because you couldn't watch sex on TV when you was young. You and know? it really wasn't on TV like it that. It really wasn't on TV. You barely saw somebody kissing. And if you saw that, they made you cover your, close your eyes. Yeah. You know, so they was protecting you. But this new generation has stepped away from that and is not benefiting these kids in a positive way. You know, we didn't have social media and cell phones and stuff like that, but I'm quite sure if we did back in the days, our parents would monitor that stuff because your parents, our parents, they'll check your book bag when you got home. From school. Hello, they dump it all room. out, dump it out on the floor. They went in that room like a SWAT team ran through the room and threw out all the clothes out the drawing and closed the door. You couldn't even close the door in the house. Not at all. You don't pay no bills here. You don't pay no bills here. What you closing the door for? Man, your mama take that dough off the hinges. And put some of them, remember them beads? They used to have them old people used to have them beads on them strings hanging down on the doors. Yep. Put some of them up there. <laughs> but this new parenting, you know, I, they walked away from it. And I pray, you know, people get back to those old school ways. You know, I'm not saying everything they did was right back in the days. It was just the way that they knew how to do it. You know, you know, I'm not saying it was wrong, but I'm not saying it was all the proper way to do certain things, but that was the only way they knew how to do it back in those days. Yes, you know definitely. what I'm saying? And it worked. Look at us. We successful. Yeah, we good. You know what I'm Look at my wife. She's successful. Yeah. She makes over six figures. Look yeah. at you. We talked about your, your, what you, you know, your, your career and what you, you know what I'm saying? You come from nothing. Yeah. And you make a, you know what I'm saying? I don't put your business out there unless yeah. you want it. <laughs> It's figuring. You know, I'm almost there. I guess I'm a four-figure person. I guess. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? I remember the times when I didn't have nothing, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you know, that old school upbringing got us the way we are now, and it brought us to be successful, man. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> you definitely got to appreciate it. You know, um, the, the one, the only thing that I feel like our generation should have changed is the understanding one is the understand that mental health is real being able to get you get counseling if needed yeah. i definitely think that was something that needs to be changed i also feel like if what you know the whole thing what happens in this house stays in this house 
Yeah. That needed to be changed because again, yeah. if someone's in this house and they molesting you and they doing something to you, right. no, you don't need to keep that, right. uh, you right. know, under the wraps to protect mm -hmm. auntie or brother or yeah. uncle and all Uncles. of that. No, you yeah. need to tell somebody yeah. what's going on in here. So yeah, that stuff needs to be changed. Yeah, that's why I said everything wasn't all right that they did, you no. know, but for the that most needed part, to be changed. The whole yeah. situation of you know, uh, you know, my grandma was old school, 1941. So that whole, let me give you a hug. You know, I love you and all the time. No, to them, I love you is I'm, I'm letting you stay in my house. I'm feeding you. I'm putting clothes on yeah. your back. That was yeah. their love. So that yeah. needed to change. You know, give yeah. your kids love. You know, speak life into them. Tell yeah. them, hey, I'm proud of you. You know, right. oh, I'm going to reward you. That needed to change. Yeah. But that discipline and that yeah. core of stuff, like right. you said, that should have stayed. Yeah, just the basic stuff could stay. But I get what you're saying about, you know, because maybe back then they didn't show that love like that. Oh, I'm feeding you. That's love. I'm I'm, I'm beating you because I love you. But, you know, that's 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 probably the only thing they knew because that was they was taught. Yeah. But it probably wasn't. It's not right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. like you said, that that needs to change because you, you need to show kids you love them more than just putting food on the table and buying them this and that and, and beating them. No, that ain't gonna work in this generation. Yeah, definitely. So my my next uh, question is: Do you believe yeah, due to talk the lack, up a little bit? I can't hear. Uh, due to do you believe due to the lack of discipline is what has caused the cultural change on how these kids respect authority? Yeah, of course. I saw like a video of a two year old kid cussing out the police. Man, we wouldn't think about cussing out no police. We wouldn't even think about cussing around grown people anyway. No, okay. Because you knew what was going to happen. You know, we had a village growing up. You know Hello. what I'm saying? If the neighbor ain't, if the neighbor saw you doing something, the neighbor beat you. <laughs> then you go home and get a beating when your when your neighbor take you home and your mama asks what he did. Oh, he was out there cussing at the police. Your mama going to beat you. Yeah. It ain't like that nowadays. You let somebody correct a child in the street, they go home and tell their mama their whole family coming back with gatling guns and blowing up people's houses and all type of stuff. So the lack of discipline, these kids, they don't respect authority, man. I'm a school teacher. You know, half of them, you know, I get disrespect. I got a lot of disrespect from one young lady last year. She told me she was going to disrespect me. Ain't nothing I can do about it. I got to take that because all the other teachers take her disrespect. Oh, Lord. I, I wonder how that went down. Man, it, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> crazy situation. But when you look at her mom, man, mama always out there on drugs, you know, never being there really far. So, you know, I kind of feel sorry for the young lady. You know, I could easily, oh, you're going to respect me, this, that, 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 that. But at times, sometimes you got to sit back and, look at what type of home these kids are coming from. You can't really fault them all the time because sometimes they do stuff because it's based off all they know. Yeah. So when she said that to me, you know, I was upset at first because, you know, I'm old school. Yeah. But then I had to sit there and calm down like, you know, what's making this young lady talk like that? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what got her so upset? What got her so angry? What's going on at home? Even though it's common sense not to, you know, talk to an adult like that but common sense ain't so common nowadays but you know i still try to not be so uh quick to jump to this a bad kid you know let me find out what's going at home on at home because sometimes it's a lot of underlying problems man yeah that, definitely you know, 
and yeah. then the, the dad's not there, the mom's on drugs, you know, the, they, the kids see different uncles coming out the bedroom every day, you know, the mama called them uncle, that's your uncle, <laughs> you know, see different men coming in and out the house, see them smoking drugs, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff come with it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, to kind of piggyback on what she was talking about in reference to how the neighbors used to get on you, um, when I, when we were growing up, let's just say if you, you know, got into it with your, your mom or whatever, and you left out the house, or you went outside and you over at your, your friend's house or whatever, the first thing, especially if it's like, you know, late at night when you ain't really supposed to be over there, first thing I'm like, what you doing here? And yeah. you be like, oh, I got into it with, you know, my mom or whatever. The first thing that parent going to do is call your mama. Hey, call I got you. your baby over here. You know, what's going on? Your mama mm -hmm. going to tell them, hey, she doing, or he doing da 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 They going to, like you said, they going to get on your case, mm -hmm. feed you, and then take yep. your behind back yeah, home. Right back to your mom. Yep. Now, not at all. Like, I remember when I, you remember when I had the little girl, Xari, I was taking care yeah, of Yeah, I remember. I remember. And many a times. She would get mad because, you know, again, I got that old school. I'm on her like, what you doing? You can't be doing the stuff that you're doing. And yeah. she would run out the house and go walk down to, to friends' houses like two miles away and all this stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't know that she there. And then finally, they, they'll call me way at the end after they don't call the cops and all of this stuff. And I'm looking at them like, what you calling the cops for? First off, ain't nobody putting their hands on her. Ain't nobody did nothing to her. She just mad because she got caught messing with a guy and she wasn't supposed to be with this guy because she's a little kid. What are you doing? And, and they had no, like, no answer. They was just, they these parents these days, they believe anything that comes out of these kids' mouth. And that mm -hmm. wasn't the case. Like, them parents did not believe everything come out of our mouth. Now, if yeah. it was some real abuse going on, then, yeah, they going to do what they got to do. But just yeah. the kid being unruly and disrespectful, heck yeah. no. They didn't play that mess. And yeah. and like you said, we had that village. Now, you better not. Yeah, and that's how I am with my nephew. And he, you know, he's getting in trouble a lot in school. But, I, he, man, the teacher did. The teacher, listen, bro, I've been there, done that. Bro, I was one of the baddest kids in school. <laughs> I'm not going to take your word over that teacher. I'm going to call that teacher. I'm going to call that teacher and find out what's going on. That's it. Nowadays, it ain't like that. Not at all. They gonna believe no, that kid they word say. means more than your word as, yep. a, as an educator. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So my, my last question for you, you've been kind of been um, jumping on that um, a little bit this whole time. But um, as an educator, has the lack of discipline in parenting affected you and your fellows educate and your fellow educators ability <clears throat> to teach kids effectively <clears throat> yeah it's affect you a lot man because you got to deal with rude disrespectful children man you know you have to deal with that uh like i just told you about the young lady told me she gonna she disrespect all the teachers she gonna disrespect me and i gotta take her disrespect don't you know right now in Dade and Broward County there's a shortage of teachers? They they short like 2,000-something teachers. Yeah. Because teachers are walking away. People getting tired of the foolery, man. People getting tired of the disrespectful kids, disrespectful parents. Like I say, you know, 99% of the parent, the problem is the parents. So people are walking away from teaching. People are walking away from police. Those are the two professions people have walked away from recently, and there's been a lot. Teaching and policing. And add social work to that, Disrespect. Too. <laughs> I mean, social work, I take my hat off to them, too, because that, that's some crazy stuff. I used to be a case manager, so pretty much did the same thing, but I wasn't on that social worker pay salary. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, you know, 
is it, it's, it's hard. It's hard on teachers nowadays. Yeah. And with all this new weird stuff they want you to teach kids, it makes it even harder. So a lot of teachers are walking away uh, because of that disrespect. You know, parents, you can't really depend on the parents because if you call up a, pa a parent for something, chances are that parent might cuss you out. Nine times out of ten, the parent going to cuss you out, you know, or the parent going to call the principal and make up a lie on you. So a lot of it makes it hard for educators, man. Yeah, definitely Especially do. educators that care. Yeah. Now, if yeah. You're a teacher that don't care. You just there for the paycheck. You don't even whatever, bro. It don't matter. <laughs> if you're a person that really care about the kids, you want to see them exceed in life. That stuff really bothers you to see a child just throwing their life down the drain, and the parent is uh, is participating in that. Yeah. So. You got teachers and police officers, man. They walking away. So if anybody out there want to be a teacher, you got your, your certification. Come on down. <laughs> we help. Especially male teachers, man. It's a shortage of male teachers. I work around a bunch of women. Them women, coach, we're happy you're here. Uh, we, oh, my gosh, we're so happy you're here because they don't have men around. Yeah. And we need it. We definitely need it. Um but, you know, everything that you're saying in reference to, you know, the education part it is definitely is it's true. You know, it's it's just it's mind blowing that a lot of times these parents are playing a major role in why your child is not successful in school, why you your child is behind in school. I don't mean to cut you off, but we a teacher's job is not to discipline and correct behavior. A teacher's job is to. Just come in there, teach math, English, reading, social studies, science, PE, and that's it. Yeah. But the lack of discipline at home is affecting our ability to teach. If we have to sit there every two minutes and tell a kid, uh, Johnny, don't don't put that bubblegum up, bubble up under the seat. Johnny, stop getting up without raising your hand. Johnny, stop talking across the classroom. Susan, stop spitting. You know, it's affecting everybody in that classroom because I got to keep stop. I have to keep telling you while I'm trying to teach a lesson, but I got to interrupt the class yeah. to tell you to stop doing basic things. I'm glad you jumped on that because that was actually was going to be my next thing when I was having this conversation on Facebook. And one of the um, people who was writing was talking about, you know, I want to explain things to my kids. And like I said, there is things that you need to explain to your children. Like, for example, um, if someone is inappropriate touching you, you need to explain why you don't need to let someone inappropriately touch you and how you need to, you know, tell someone, um, yeah. when it comes down to, you know, stuff that their life is like, don't talk to strangers. You need to tell them, okay, this is why I tell you not to talk to strangers because you could get harmed. This person can hurt you. Da, 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 yeah. da. But like you just said, they forget that if you constantly telling, saying, I'm gonna explain everything to my kid then that is going to lead one in their adulthood and definitely in the classroom. And like you just said, you who what teacher got time to got a kid, got a classroom, 20 something kids. And every single time Johnny jumping up on the table and doing all of this stuff, you got to stop Johnny get down. And then Johnny asks you why I got to get down time to keep explaining Johnny. This is why you got to get down because you can bust your head wide open. I don't want to go like no one has time to do that. So you as parents, y'all got to understand there is some things that you don't need to be explaining to your kids. It needs to be, if I tell you to sit your behind down, you sit your behind down. If I tell you to go clean up that room, you go clean up that room. If I tell you to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you say that. 
that's that. Yeah. I'm not going back and forth with you because that's in the, what, what we have to get them to realize in the real world, that is not acceptable. Like if I want to keep my job, I want to pay my bills. I can't be going back and forth with my boss on why they asked me to get this report in and me, why I got to do that. Well, I don't want to do that. I can't, I can't do that. When it comes yeah. down to pay my very high rent, I can't tell to the landlord, well, why I got to pay my rent? I don't feel like it is too much money. Them people ain't trying to hear that. That goes back to the question you asked, are, are parents preparing their kids for the real world? No. Nope. They're only preparing them for social media, this fake reality. Paint your face up, paint your nails, get your butt blowed up, get your breast blowed up, uh, get your drip on, whatever all this stuff these young boys we got going on. They ain't preparing them for the real world. Just to get likes on Instagram or whatever Instagram, I don't have social media, or likes on Facebook or get a DM on with a DM on Instagram. Yeah, it's DM. That's all it's about now. Yeah. You know, attention and not preparing them for the real world, man. It's sad, bro. Yeah. For a person that care about kids, if you really care about kids, you look at this stuff, it's sad. If you don't care, then it, it, don't, it, don't, it don't affect you. This whole podcast not going to mean a thing to you. You're going to find something wrong with this podcast if, if you're a person that don't really care about this future generation. Yeah. You're yeah. going to find something wrong with it. But yeah. if you really care, you're going to be like, you know, they got a point, you know. Yeah. And, and, and here's another thing that a lot of us don't like to talk. I see this all the time on Facebook. They was like, we got to stop putting our kids out when they're not prepared for the real world because that's not creating um, general um, wealth. It's creating debt. Well, once again, let's talk about how we were just talking about. If you as a parent, if you're teaching your child from the, I would say by what you saw, maybe receiving allowance, maybe five, six, seven. I mean, I didn't get one. My, my grandmother Prana was like, um, Chris Rock, dad, I allow you to stay in my house. I allowed you to eat my food. So I wouldn't get no allowance, but you need to start training your kid at a young age. The first time they can earn some money on how to save. Start yeah. explaining to them a lot about life insurance and stuff, yeah. about investments and stocks. And you start buying that for them and they name and teaching them about it. When they get to a certain age, I think I want to say by about 12, 13 years, I think you might can um, add them on your credit card as a, a what it is, unauthorized user that helps with their, you know, their credit. So by the time, you know, they get out of college or whatever, their credit score is probably in the eight something. Yeah, you do that and you train your kids on what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. They don't have to stay in your house because they're going to leave this, this your home prepared. They're going to have money into their their savings and checking because you've been teaching them this whole time how to yeah. save 10 percent of each check or everything that they get. You And, and as me and, you know, I both are believers also pay your, your ties, too, because I've been paying ties. Since I could pay ties, I used to find little pennies yeah. on the ground and walk around the collection plate and put my little penny in. But I yeah, honestly yeah. think that God, he honored that because it yeah. came from my little heart. We were but little, if, yeah. <laughs> but if you start to do that, you will. But again, this generation, our, our generation is doing this. We feel we got to let the kids stay in the house with us. These kids be in their 20s, the 40s, still staying at home. And it's like, yeah. you're not preparing them. Like, I can't tell you the countless time that I go out to homes and I got to do, um, you know, assessments and stuff, mental health. Grown people in their parents' house, cussing them out, being disrespectful to them and everything and staying in their house and they won't put them out. 
Because you yeah. didn't teach them respect. You didn't teach them what they needed to know to be able to grow and to and to build something. Now you got a man child and a woman child for the rest of their lives. Let me tell you something. I, I like what you're saying because uh, you have to you have to put them in a position to where they got to realize. You know, I'm grown now. I have to <clears throat> do things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. <clears throat> sorry. I'm grown now. I have to get out my behind and do what I'm supposed to do and not keep sitting here depending on my mom or my dad. Let me tell you, people don't know. You know how I got the cookman? Oh. I got the cookman. My older cousin, who was like my big brother. When I got accepted in the cookman, my cousin woke me up. That was like, I don't remember. I don't, I can't, I can't tell you when it when it, I just got accepted in the cookman. I know that. And my cousin was like, Pack your bags up. It was time to go up the road. He's like, pack your bags up. I'm going to take you to school the next day. It was time for school. Pack my bags. My cousin drove me all the way up there. I think this was probably like on a Monday because I remember he had to go to work when he got back. He drove me up there Monday early in the morning. I ain't had no dorm room. Um, this is my freshman year. This is my second semester. I ain't had no dorm room. I ain't have nothing. You know what my cousin did? He put my stuff out on the side of um, Lefevre. My bags, my, my luggage, I got dropped off by, Le, I think it was by Lefevre. And that boy pulled off. I was like, I ain't got no room. I, ain't, I, I don't know what's going on. He like, you gonna have to be a man, homie. Dropped me off and pulled off. Went right back to Miami. <laughs> Guess what? I graduated. Amen. I graduated. So, you do that to a kid nowadays, that's considered child abuse, or that's too harsh, this new stuff. Uh, I, I wouldn't have done that. Look, bro, it made me the strong man I am today, bro. Yep, because you learned you know how to problem solve. And I graduated. Learn how to huh? problem solve. Yeah, I had to figure it out. Yeah. So I get what you were just saying. You're going to have to, when these kids get a certain age, man, they're going to have to figure it out. You got to get up out of here. You're going to have to do something. Yep. I'm going to put you on a plan. You got five months to get up out my house. That's <laughs> it. Because if you don't push somebody... They ain't gonna never do nothing. My cousin pushed me, man. My cousin get out my car, get out. I like cause I own. I ain't got no money. I ain't got nothing. Like I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I had to figure it out on my own. I had to go to that financial aid building. That I mean that uh, uh registrars go get my room. All that on my own. My clothes was left on the side why the dorm I used to stay in, left there, and went back to Miami. But I appreciate that because it made me who I am today. That's right. You learn it. And, and you know, the crazy part about when you was going through it at the point, you probably was mad as heck and didn't appreciate it. Like I, I just came recently did a fast, I want to say last month. Um, and I was um on there with Shelly and, and Akia because we the only three that came together to do the fast. And um, we were I was talking to them about that. I said, you know, I used to hold a grudge with my grandmother with how hard my grandma was on me. Like, you know, my grandma never gave me nothing for Christmas, birthdays. You know, um, I remember this one time, this when Metro first came out in here. You remember the little Nokia phones everybody used to have? Yeah. And so, you know, the bill was, I think, $50 a month to, to pay for it. And so I'm out here, you know, washing cars, dogs, babysitting, trying to get my little $50 up to pay it. I was short $20. Came to my grandma, I said, listen, um, I'm short $20. You've seen I've been working hard to get it. Can you give me the $20? You know, I'll work hard back and give it to you. My grandma looked at me and said, nope, you wanted that phone. You figure out how to get how to pay for it. Thanks, and she okay. would always do that. Like anything that I needed, nope, 
figure out how to do it. But it taught me to this day, I am a hustler. It yeah. ain't nothing. I can't go out there and not make money. It was a time when I first moved up here in DC, I was working three part-time jobs and one full-time job and finishing up my master's. But guess what? I know how to go get money yeah. because yeah. nobody never gave nothing to me. I had to get it about the mud. And these Dang. kids don't have that. Same with me. Nobody never gave me. It's funny you said that about your grandmother. God bless the dead. I had a cousin. She just passed away a few months ago. She was like that. She old school. She I think she like eighty something. She just passed away. Like it was always that old school way. They wanted you to go out there and you know they didn't just give you nothing. No, nope. you know you had to work for it. Man, we used to ask questions. We was little to my cousin. Man, my cousin used to tell us go get a dictionary. <laughs> Like, like, what? Like, I just asked you a question. What does this mean? Go get a dictionary. Mm -hmm. Hey, what do you do? But you thought this person was crazy and mean yes, and old. But now when you older, you like, man, they, they really cared about me. Yeah, you know, they, they set really you up for success and they didn't even know it. <laughs> exactly. They didn't just give me nothing or tell me everything. Nowadays, you don't have that. You know, I do my sons like that. You go, go look it up then, bro. You want to know something? Go look it up. You know, I still tell them, and, you know. You know, I know he's five years old. I'm not saying I'm some harsh, old school, old Bible thumping person, you know, but I spoil my kids. You know, they spoil Rodney. <laughs> he called my son Richie Rich. Because <laughs> but, you know, I thank God for that. You didn't understand it back then, but I understand it now. You know, it made us who we are now. Definitely. And I, and, I, and I told them, I said, you know, when I was doing the fast, I said I actually became at peace with what my grandmother did because it really helped me to yeah. be where I'm at. And I appreciate her for yeah. that, you know? Um, yeah. So listen, we, we definitely get, we gonna um, go ahead and uh, wrap it up. But what do, what do you want to leave these parents out here? Like, what is your last words you want to leave to them? You know, I just want to tell them, you know, bring your children up in the word of God and the fear and admiration of God, you know, um, train them up in the way they should go, you know, pray over your kids, you know, anoint them at night. You know, I got that um, from Apostle Herman Murray. He preached that one sermon. Well, I, I, you know, I used to pray with my son all the time, but um, like anoint them at night, you know, and uh, uh, put a little Bible in a book bag when they go to school. Um, just bring them up in the fear of God, man. Get back to that old school way. I ain't saying you got to do everything your grandma them did, you know, or but just bring them up in that way that you know. It worked for you, you know, so why change it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just be in your kids' lives, be active. You know, there's no such thing as being too hard, especially in this day and time, because these kids really need somebody to buckle down on them, because if you don't influence them, the wrong people are going to influence them. Amen, amen. Uh, what, what you got going on? Tell us um, what's going on with your, your mentoring group. How can they, you know, get in contact with you? And what's up? The mentoring group, Building Godly Men, is for young men. You know, it's for older men, too. You know, I'm trying to get some things. I keep saying I'm trying to get some things going with that. It's just money. You know, it's just when it comes to money, you know, I do everything on my own. So when I get some more money, we're going to get things rolling for real. But it's a mentoring program for young men to teach young men, you know, the word of God teach them trades, uh, plumbing, barber school, electrical work, um, 
all type of stuff like that. I was talking to Brother Wilbur, you know, that's one of my good friends. I was like, man, if I had the money right now, bro, I opened up a facility. And within that facility, each room, I have about a, a good 20, 30 classrooms in that facility with every every profession that a kid probably would want to be, a, a barber, an electrician, or a, a plumber, and just have classes in that facility, in that, like a little school, you know, with to teach these kids, you know, is more to life than hanging in the streets, and you could be successful. Yes, yes. So that's what I got going on with Building Godly Men's a mentoring program. If you want to reach me, um, uh, my phone number is uh, 305-803-3591. My email address for Building Godly Men, I, man, I, it's on one of my cards. I don't forgot it. I haven't been on it. Uh, but you can reach me with my phone number. I'm not on social media right now. Don't know if I ever get back on that. I don't know. But, <laughs> well, listen, but I'll make sure I get that um, email address from you and I will um, put it up um, when I put up the, the show and I'll, I'll tag it there so that they know how to be able to, to get in contact with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm got to. I think it's BGM1720 at Yahoo.com. I'm not for sure, though, right now. It's on one of my business cards. I have like. I have so many emails, man. I can't even think about that one right now. That's <laughs> no, what I'm doing, understand. you know. Taking care of my family, preaching the word of God. That's all I got going on. All righty. Um, well, you know, I hope that what me and Ike said today definitely was something that you all was able to let penetrate your heart. You know, like I said earlier, we is not telling you to abuse your children. No, that's not what is needed. But discipline, respect, being humble, having um, the, the fear to respect God, that is what's needed in this day and time. We see everything that is happening. We see the stuff that is on TV that is corrupting our kids and stuff. Like I know little kids that's watching the shy and P Valley and all of that, which they should not be watching us as grown people don't need to be watching that. So we wow. got to buckle down and do what we can do to be able to help our children. Because if we start now, just like he have said a hundred times before, you train them up the way they supposed to go now, when they get older, they will not depart. They will be successful men and women. And we won't have all this, this, this violence that we have and this hating and killing and all of this stuff that we got going on. But it starts with us. It starts with us. Go back to that old school stuff. It's certain stuff that you need to keep because it, it, yeah. it worked. You know, I'm yeah. trying to say, you ever heard the saying that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You fix what needs to be fixed and you leave the, leave the rest of the stuff alone. And we yeah. got to get back to that. Gotcha. Um, as, as I always do, um, I'm going to close this out with a quote. Um, do you have anything else before I close this out with a quote? Uh, no, you said it all. In a, in a, you said it all. And another thing, you know, just stay away from a lot of that rap music, that rap culture, man. That's what it got a lot of our young children. Um, out here head first in the streets man definitely oh. and, and as y'all can see a lot of these rappers are getting killed they're getting shot at so yeah. clearly what they're saying and the road that they're trying to lead our kids down that that ain't it so definitely yeah. monitor that stuff man monitor that you know um but I'm, I'm actually today i'm gonna um close this out with with two quotes um the first one is faithfully disciplined training educating and correcting your child in a manner that pleases the Lord is an expression of biblical love. It is also is a step of obedience 
for you as a parent provides godly directions for your child. And this was a quote by John C. Booger, I think it is. And then my um, next quote that I have for you all, and I, I, I really like this one right here. Children need to learn to take responsibility for their actions so that they do not become an adult believing that nothing is ever their fault. So the power is within us and we got some work to do. So let's get about the business parents. So thank you. Oh yeah, I, I definitely love it too, man. I, I saw it yesterday. I said, oh, I got to grab this for the, for the show. Um, so again, I mean, I know y'all can find me on all of the social media, the social media outlets of she on she's so out of order podcast, you know, reach out. If you want to come on the show and talk about some stuff, I'm open towards that. It's just about us healing as a community and growing. So thank y'all so much for joining us for another episode of she's so out of order podcast. Shit.